Hello and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren. Before we get started today with our guest, Courtney Six, um, I just wanted to pop in, say hi. Perhaps you're new to the podcast. Um, Bougie Adjacent is, it's a, I don't want to just call it a podcast. I think it's a really fun project that I'm doing. Um, I'm Amanda Lauren. If you, I just said that, but I am Amanda Lauren. I've now said it three times. Um, <laughs> I am an interior design expert. I have a column for Forbes. I also write for a bunch of other publications. Um, and I'm a host. I also have product lines with Art Sugar, including a really cute tumbler. Um, it's the Rose All Day Tumbler. And I have placemats with Elizabeth Sutton, who I'm going to have on this podcast. I need to have her on. But right now, let's talk about Courtney Six. Um, she is the founder of Bouquet Box. And Bouquet Box, if you don't know, it's really cool. If you are into DIY and crafts and like all things beautiful and sophisticated, you're about to be obsessed. So it's sort of a deconstructed flower arrangement. And she partnered with Mark's Garden, which is a super fancy florist here in LA. And they do the Golden Globes and the Oscars and all these big events. Um, and they did Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber's wedding. So you've probably seen those photos everywhere. It's really quite beautiful. Um, and it is, it's like a deconstructed flat, like DIY paint by numbers of flowers. So Mark's Garden sends you these gorgeous blooms and Courtney sends you, you get this beautiful starter kit, which has like a super on trend lucite vase, which I love, floral shears, a ruler, a floral grid, basically everything you need to create your own flower arrangement. It's really satisfying too. I did it. Um, and it comes with an instruction card and it just makes it as easy as possible to create beautiful flowers. And the, these arrangements, which would normally cost a ton of money are then really affordable and accessible and you get the accomplishment of having done it yourself. I also think it's really cool if you are into arranging flowers and it's something you're good at but you really want to level up your floral arrangement game. A bouquet box subscription is certainly the way to do it. Um, I just so in this podcast we talk about well first of all we don't just talk about flowers we talk about how she met her husband which is a really fun story if you don't know if you've been living under a rock her husband is Nikki Six of Motley Crue so she is a rock star wife um we also actually talked about because I was there the last Motley Crue concert which was something like five or six years ago at the Staples Center in LA and that was sort of fun to talk about um most people would be surprised but I actually am kind of a big Motley Crue fan um and we went for it was a New Year's Eve concert and it was super fun and listen New Year's Eve is always like kind of boring and stupid and I have to say if you can go to a concert on New Year's Eve do it it's so much more fun than going to a club uh but I digress Anyway, we just, she really knows her stuff when it comes to the floral industry. And I think if you listen to the whole interview, you will learn a lot about flower shipping, the cost of flowers, all of these things that you didn't know. And you'll be like, well, wow, now I know this. So anyway, without any further, um, without any further ado, here is Courtney Six. Oh, one more thing. Please follow me on Instagram at it's Amanda Lauren, um, on Twitter at Amanda Lauren, and all the links 
for me, Courtney, Bouquet Box. It's all in the show notes, as is the Forbes interview, which was taken from this um, this podcast. So basically, I condensed parts of the podcast and turned it into a Q&A for Forbes. So if you want to read it or you don't want to take notes, some of it, I mean, who takes notes on a podcast, really? Um, but some of it's there if you want something. Um, and please, if you like this show, subscribe, rate, review, share it. We have lots of amazing episodes coming up. We have a lot of amazing previous guests. You can look down the list, but um, I've had on Jack Osborne. I've had on The Home Edit. I've had on Garcelle from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then I have some solo episodes. Um, oh, Jasmine Roth, Bregan Jane. The list goes on. Um and I've had some solo episodes where I share my best design advice, um, especially now it's almost Memorial Day. I mean, it depends on when you listen to this, but this podcast is coming out right before Memorial Day weekend. Before you hit those Memorial Day weekend furniture sales, I definitely recommend listening to a few of my episodes first. Um, anyway, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to put on Courtney Six, and it was a great interview. Thank you so much, Courtney, for being on the show. It was fabulous having you. Hello and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren. I am so excited to be here with, I think like you might be one of the nicest celebrities slash influencers slash entrepreneurs, Courtney Six. Thank you. That is so sweet. I mean, really, thank you. That's very kind. I'm happy to be here too. I feel like your brand is kind of like being nice and just (laughs) being like proper. Um, So... You have the bouquet box, and you are also known as the how-to girl, and you have an Instagram account that is just full of, like, flowers and smiles and cuteness and, like, occasional babies and, like, funny pictures of, like, your husband. Um, if you don't know, her husband is Nikki Six of Motley Crue. Um, and I will tell you, I went to the last Motley Crue concert that was, like, the New Year's oh, Eve you did? five years ago maybe like yeah it was two new year's 2015 Mm so we were yeah we were there and we had so much fun and it was my first motley crew concert it was my husband's first one as well and we had like pretty good seats and we just had so much fun it was such like it was so i guess it was fun until tommy got stuck you know what so i was it, I mean, this was the end. Well, now they're doing a stadium tour, right? So it's mm-hmm. been rescheduled now twice, but now it's next summer. Um, so, but but really, at the point when you when you saw that last show, it was really the last. I mean, they all signed a contract saying we're never going to tour again, um, <laughs> and like they really meant it. Um, and. So what happened was when the movie The Dirt about them came out on Netflix, which was mm-hmm. about two and a half years ago. Yeah. Two yeah, I guess two years ago, because I was pregnant. Um, it did it just blew everyone away and did so well. And they really were exposed to a totally new audience and a lot of younger people that that knew their songs some of them you know but Mm -hmm. but had never seen them or anything so when you went to see them and it was the last show ever um it really was and it was just because of the movie that they Mm -hmm. decided to tour again so when you know there was so much build up for the last show of a 
30 something year career. And then I was sitting at the soundboard and that's right where the Tommy's drum roller coaster (laughs) It comes out about maybe a little further, but it got stuck right over my head. Oh my gosh. And I was sitting there with his two sons and they were like, (laughs) I mean, it was, it was, I, I felt so bad and it's, you're a, you're upside down. Right. So what, I mean, first of all, like that can't feel good for, it was almost 10 minutes or so to just be hanging upside down, like all the blood. Yeah. And then, so yeah, he can still drum and everything, but the whole sequence is like out of time now. And so I felt so he's like, I love him. He's the sweetest guy. And I thought, shoot, like he's just hanging upside down. Like, what do you say for 10 minutes? to an arena full of people like when you're not planning on saying anything it's kind of a long time so I didn't feel you know good thing that they are going out again so he gets to do some fun you know he always comes up with some crazy cool drum solo um but yeah it was just sucked that that was the last night and that happened but what are you gonna do but it's great that you were there yeah no we were definitely the youngest people in the audience like (laughs) It was so funny. We just felt so like out of place there, but we just had like, I knew their music and I just thought I like, I love, you know, 80s music. So I thought like, oh, why not go? This will be a really fun New Year's. Cause like normally New Year's Eve is really lame. So we're just like, let's do something different, different. and go to a yeah. concert. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was really fun. And it was very emotional too, because everyone really thought it was the last time they'd ever be on stage together. So. Oh, I didn't think that. I'm like, no, no, no. They're going to go out. It's like everyone on their own. I know. And that's what everyone said, because this is, it's not the first time every band that said, no, this is it. It never is. Right. Cause like the end of the day, there's so much money still out there. If you can deal with it and you can deal with, you know, being in a band, like, I'm not in one, obviously, but I've seen Nikki and I have been together for 12 years. It's like being in a marriage, you know, and bands can be tricky and it's, it's years and years of, you know, working with the same personalities. And so, you know, you love each other one second, every, it's just, it's crazy. So I think these bands all get like ready to pull their hair out with each other and then when these, you know, AEG or um, Live Nation comes to the table yeah. with like huge dollar signs, it's of like, well, you know, this is a little annoying, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> so, no, it's true though. It's like what happens. He's like a career rock star. I mean, yeah. they've been around for such a long time, and it's just. It's like, if that comes calling, you know, no one is going to turn that down and to still like, and listen, I mean, I know he's done it a million times, but I'm sure it's still really fun and enjoyable for him to be on stage and play music and get that's to like, his it's his home. I mean, that's what yeah. he's put on this earth to do. Not the only thing, but to create and to perform. So it's, I mean, he's really excited and I'm excited for him. I'm super excited for our daughter to watch him too. I think she's gonna she's not gonna know what to do with herself. <laughs> like <laughs> him up there and the lights and the the flames and you know, all the wizardry. 
the, is she the, going the, to have on like the little the earmuff headphones yeah <laughs> like, yeah little kids it reminds <laughs> me when i was younger and gwyneth paltrow was with um chris martin thank you chris martin and i remember i saw this picture it was so cute and she had apple on her shoulders and and this i mean this was years ago way before i met nikki and apple had on her little headset and i'm like oh that's so cute it'd be so fun to be married to a musician to do that with your baby <laughs> i remember thinking i want to do that that's fun even though i never dated a musician at all um and now yeah that will be ruby with her little headset on that's wait so you basically manifested this i guess so yeah wait so how did you two meet so we met through so i was 25 and i'd actually I moved out on my own. I started modeling just like backstory at 16. And so I went to Milan. My mom came with me. I was oh, a wow. Mormon and my mom's, I mean, she's cool, but she's pretty conservative in the sense that she was not going to let me go overseas to work at 16. Like, like oh. I would never let Ruby do that either. But a lot of, of course. do. you'd be really surprised. Oh. Um. I never know how to turn off the the notifications without turning oh. off the sound. It's yeah. a, I figured there were just like birds where you are. Oh, well, there are, but that was my phone ringing. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so I had, I'd been traveling a lot since a young age and then moved out on my own. Like the day I turned 18 up to L.A., I was in South Orange County and so I, by the time I turned 25, when I met Nikki, I'd really been working for a long time, like living in a lot of different places around the mm -hmm. world. And I'd had a, maybe four serious boyfriends and had dated a lot. So I'd kind of crammed in, I feel like a lot of life experience by that, the point that I did meet Nikki, that even though I was 25, I, I'd say I was operating at like maybe a 30 year old or you know it didn't feel like an average 20 25 year old kind of mindset where i was at so no of course i had a friend um we had a mutual friend in new york and i was out there for work and we went to dinner and he said um and at this time i'd been dating like the boyfriends that i'd had were great guys um and like i i have they were just really great. It's not like it was like, oh, that guy was kind of a scumbag that I was dating. Or I mm -hmm. wish I, you know, I felt like I was very um, particular. And, and I really knew what I wanted in a future partner. And it just was not working out. And I remember um, right before we met this night, I was living off um, Laurel Canyon. And I remember I went outside and just like, broke down and started crying and I went I have it together like I feel like I you know bring a lot to the table and I'm a great girlfriend and just like what's going on because it's not like I'm picking these loser guys and mm -hmm. it's just not like it's just not working out and I keep getting my heart broken I just like I had like lost it and you know when you just finally, it's been bottled up and poof, it just 
comes out and you're like, whoa, where did that, I didn't even know all of that was in there. And I was so sad. And I just thought, I don't know that I'm going to find anyone. And like, I really felt that way, which is kind of stupid at such a young age because you have so much time, oh, yeah. but it felt really real um, to me at that time. And so it was like two weeks after that. Um, and I felt like I'd kind of given up as it always goes. And I was in New York, went to dinner with a, uh, this mutual friend of ours named Scott. And he said, um, hey, I have a friend. He lives in the suburbs, which Nikki lived in Calabasas. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, he lives in the suburbs. Um, he he has kids. He's been divorced. Um and like, maybe you could, you're very social. You're a social butterfly. Maybe you could just like get him out and about, like just like introduce him to some people and, and da, 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 da. And it was like a Soho house in LA just recently opened. This was a while ago and I'd become a member. And so like, I was there, you know, every two <laughs> seconds all the I've, time. I've been there. The view is gorgeous. Yeah, it is a great view. And it was, and I'm sure it's still really fun. Um, I don't go anymore. But when it first opened. I didn't want to say it. That place is so over. I used okay. to go to the one in New York and like hook up with guys there when I was like in high school. Because <laughs> <laughs> Are you from New York? You're from yeah, New York. I'm from New York originally, but now I live in LA. Awesome. Well, so it used to be so cool. I mean, I, I know, know. The, the one in Malibu still, you know, I don't go that much i'm not a member anymore but when i do go it's like but of course it's on the beach in malibu so i know right but um so i was going you know i was just out and about a lot mm-hmm. and so he said it'd be really cool just they kind of take him under your wing blah 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 didn't tell me anything about him seriously <laughs> nothing. that was all he shared with me so i go okay okay like and i'm thinking this, it, I'm sure as hell not thinking this is someone, oh, wow, he sounds interesting to date. It was like like doing my friend a favor is how it was presented. Oh, my God. Like, and what I took away was like, oh, this poor guy clearly can't meet anyone. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I'll help him out. Hey, you know what? One sec, because the gardeners just started outside. Sure. So I'm going to bring this inside, okay? Not a problem. Sorry. That's always kind of how it goes here for some reason I can never do anything outside because the guard like it's not even ours it's the neighbors but like can you all coordinate that'd be so awesome just coordinate <laughs> and um it, I'm just gonna go into the dining room sorry Amanda it's oh, totally- no, you get, you get, a, you get a, a tour of my house I knew that would happen outside, but that's okay. All right. Let me just turn the light on. Okay, just bear with me one more second. No, no problem. I have to keep talking, but I have pajama bottoms on, so don't mind Okay. Hopefully this is, that's better. Okay. So, um, okay, where was, okay, so we went to dinner. He told me about Nikki, but didn't even, I think he told me his name was Nikki, but that was Mm -hmm. it. And um, so he, 
later in the dinner, he's like, I'm going to give you his number. Like, do just reach out to him. And I'm going to kind of put, like, okay, I will. And so I just thought I'd take him, like, maybe out one night and introduce him to someone because clearly he can't, he doesn't know how to meet people. <laughs> and, um, and then yeah, I'm on a podcast. Love you. His ears are ringing. Um, <laughs> and then, my gosh, it's like a honey badger. Um, so <laughs> noisy. I swear, every room he goes in, it's just like noise follows. So this is the longest story ever. Sorry. So he gives me his phone number. I text him. Hi, this is Scott's friend, Courtney. He thought that we should get together. Like maybe we could go get coffee or something. Cause I'm thinking, I don't know anything about this guy. And I want to like, who knows? He's not, he's not sounding so amazing how Scott's painting him. And like, I don't know that I want to take him out and about. So we'll just go to Starbucks. I can see what I'm kind of working with first. <laughs> so we, we started texting back and forth and then he, we made a plan to go to coffee and he says, okay, well, just so you know, I'm covered in tattoos and, um, like I'll be on a Harley Davidson. So I don't write him back. Like, and I've never dated anyone, which I have nothing against tattoos, but th that was just new for me hearing I'm covered in tattoos <laughs> and, and I'm riding a motorcycle. I'm like, this is not what I was picturing when you said, Oh, he lives in the suburbs and like, can you introduce him to people? And I'm going, what? So I text Scott. I said, who the hell is this? Like a hell's angel or something? Who am I going? Who, who's this person that you want me to take out? He said, Courtney, don't be ridiculous. He's not a hell's angel. He's in Motley Crue. Oh my and I'm God. like, okay, I think that could be potentially worse because I like, I didn't know so much about them. But I did know that they were bad, bad, bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so then I looked him up and was like, oh, I, yeah, I know who he is. And he's like, there is something really sexy about him. But, but so we started talking and we, we were talking and texting for like a couple weeks before we met up and I started to have a little crush on him. Like our personalities just clicked right away. Aww. And so we went out to dinner and I was telling myself it's not a date because I was going, are you, Courtney, you're crazy. He's older than you, you know, been married, children, you're just turned 25. Like, it's nice that you think he's cute, but like, this is like a little above your pay grade. And um, so we went to dinner and that was that. And then he had told our friend Scott had told Nikki, oh, you have to meet Courtney. She'll be like a wingman, you know, <laughs> for you. And Nikki's, he's really not that type to go out. And it's not, he's not like a recluse or anything, but like he would never go to sew house in a million years. It's just, you know, and he is not his vibe. Kid. Yeah. And he's like a dad with the kids and that's just mm -hmm. not which I love about him. I really appreciate about him. It's not, he's not on like, would not have been on the club scene since the eighties, you know, like mm -hmm. he started a family. And um, so we, so Nikki was thinking, Oh, well, she's going to be like my wing woman. This will be fun. And then I guess he had looked me up and was like, Oh, she's cute. And so 
So I think we both liked each other. And then when we met and, you know, and went to dinner, it was like sparks, sparks were flying and, and that was it. So long story. Um, but that's how we met. And it was cool because it wasn't like, I know we were meant to be a hundred percent people for so many reasons, but how we met this mutual friend was such a loose friend of ours. Like not, it was someone when I'd be in New York, like I'd bump into at social events and Nikki had met him in New York through a business partner, like once or twice. So this was not a good, this was not a good friend. Like, Oh, you know, I think it was just vi- like the universe works in mysterious ways. The, the fact that he, I feel like was open to whatever the universe or God was giving him to, to put the two of us together. It's like, I know we were meant to be together and, and a higher power went, okay, how do I connect the two? Okay. Well, they both know this person across the country. I mean, it's just wild how it worked out. Um, and so that's how we met. And that was in 2009-ish. Yeah. 2009, I think. Long time ago. That's, that's so cute. I love that story, actually. Yeah, it's, so, it's so cute. So you ended up, so when did you, okay, so you were a model and then you had always been interested. I think I read that your father was a set designer. He was. So yeah. So that get your interest in design and homes and all of this. Yeah. So yes, my dad was a set designer. And so growing up, it was, you know, my parents divorced at an early age and like every other weekend when I was at my dad's, he was always building things and he had different warehouses throughout the years. And so, you know, I'd be at the warehouse like, and he'd, there was crafts and supplies for days and days and days. So I would just sit and play and like glue everything I could together and put mm-hmm. glitter, anything that I could find and painting. And so I th- I think that kind of, as a young girl, I was just around creativity. Um, and my dad is probably, besides my husband, the most creative person I know. He's very talented. So, um, so growing up, I was around that. And then in high school, cause we always rented and so there wasn't like a whole lot that I could do as far as I always wanted to paint my bedroom, but that wasn't mm-hmm. going to happen in a rental. And, and we, you know, my mom being a single mom was really on a tight budget. And so as I got older and wanted to, you know, express myself like through my surroundings more and not just the things that she had bought for me kind of as a young girl. Um, I started sewing my own bedspreads and sewing my own curtains and just doing like anything I could without actually painting the walls or whatever um, to enhance my bedroom in high school. So I was always going downtown to the fabric mart in LA and like, and I loved it. I'd go to flea markets and find pieces of furniture. And then shabby chic was really a big deal. Mm-hmm. Then I'd like paint everything and then distress it with sandpaper and hammers. And, and I just loved it. It's like, I was at Michael's or Joanne's fabrics, buying crafts like every day and, and my first sewing machine. And so I, I loved making things and I loved being able to 
as I moved out on my own and was paying everything, you know, all my bills on my own, my taste was expensive, but I couldn't afford it. So it was like the same thing where I was turning my space into something really cool, but having to kind of think outside the box and making everything myself. And I mean, I would do silly things. Like one year I went to the MTV Movie Awards as a, this is hysterical. So <laughs> there's this service and it's called Seat Fillers. Have you ever heard of this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know people who have done that. Yeah, okay. So I was 16, 15, I think 15 or 16, obsessed with NSYNC obsessed like crazy person and they were going to be I think performing at the MTV movie awards in LA and a friend of mine said oh my gosh it's this coolest thing you could be a seat filler well what's that well anytime like a nominee or celebrity gets up to perform or go to the bathroom whatever they need the seat filled so it doesn't look empty on camera so you could end up sitting next to like Brad Pitt um you're not supposed to talk to them, but it'd be so fun. You should do them. So I signed my stepsister and myself up and Coyote Ugly, that movie had just come out, right? So I'm like, okay, well, that has to be the theme because those girls look so hot. So I went to the fabric store. I got like a white crocodile pleather. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, wow, well, I was right. Sewed my own pants, right? Because I couldn't, like, Frankie B, who's actually Daniela that started it, is one of my really good friends, ironically, now. But I couldn't Those afford expensive. Those I were, just, like, $250 jeans, like, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Maybe it was, I don't know, when whenever yeah. it was. And that like was, for, like, And remember, they were down to, like, you know, they were, this, oh, yeah. were like, this big... And I, I, there was no way I could afford them. So I made my, sewed my own, no pattern or anything, because I don't know how to do patterns, but I, so I sewed my own pants. Wow. White leather, white pleather crocodile. <laughs> and they looked great. Okay. But so we get there and the the company said, okay, well, you're like, you're cute young girls. So we don't need you sitting in the seats, but there's kind of like uh, like a like a pit area around the front of the stage. So we want you there because that's fun and that's where everyone's performing and we're like, sweet. <laughs> so, and I remember that was the first time I ever saw Nikki's drummer, Tommy, and he was sitting at a table with Puff Daddy. And I, I'm like, oh, I know who he is. And like, I saw Gwen Stefani and, and, and Sync and I'm like, this is the best day of my life. Oh my gosh. So- I'm dancing. My pants split up the crotch. Oh. The whole crotch, like, t- totally just split wide open. So I had to, someone had, like, a jacket that they <laughs> let me use. I mean, so I'm telling you, anything that I could make by myself, literally, like, swimsuits I would sew. I mean, wow. it probably didn't look the best, but I love doing it is the point. So I was always into DIY. And... um. And then I started how to a blog, How To Girl, where I was just showing DIY projects all day long. And then that kind of turned into a radio show on iHeartRadio. I had a little podcast for a few years, and which was just like quick tips and tricks, not really with guests. Um, and, and then I started doing a lot of DIY and contributing for places like Martha Stewart Weddings and um, Glamour Italia and... 
And so I was producing these different, like, okay, it's Oktoberfest coming up. So we're going to do a whole, you know, we're going to do a photo shoot about how to do the perfect tablescape. And so it was everything from, you know, I found all these vintage German um, coasters that I put under glass plates, you know, for the, for the table mats and like all the flowers, obviously, and different beers and a sign that said Oktoberfest all out of orange carnations. And so I would be doing all these different editorials. And while I loved creating the full tablescape and the fabric and like, you know, every single aspect that goes into a beautiful dinner party or a luncheon, um, my favorite thing was always the flowers. And when I would be giving the how-tos and doing videos about um, the, the, the whole, uh, each, each um, sorry, each part of the tablescape, the flowers was really what, what not only was so fun for me, but for my followers and for readers, that that's what they were really taking away from was like, wow, that looks so cool. And you really did make it super easy. And I can definitely do this. And that was a cool trick. And, and so as I did more and more of those editorials, I started really focusing on the flowers and I was doing segments for like, you know, here in LA for Good Day LA for every holiday. And so I would do a bunch of how-tos, you know, to dress mm -hmm. up your holiday and make it special, but I'd really focus on the flowers. And that's kind of how it progressed from just every single thing, you know, I was reupholstering things and making headboards and whatever, like you name it, I was doing it. And that's kind of how it funneled into just working with flowers. Well, what I love about bouquet box is this. So I always joke around about DIYs and I've, I've done like TV segments on like DIY disaster, like people that try to <laughs> disaster. do plumbing, like not like I'm making a table paper, I'm making pants, but like people that end up in the hospital. I mean, it's like, <laughs> like actually it's fun. There was some statistic that like most hospital, but like 50% of hospital visits are from people doing stupid things at home. Not kidding. Like, I'll, I I'll mean, that's so fun. You have to send that to me. That's so I'll, I'll send you. I'll I'm send shocked you. I'm shocked that I haven't ended up in the hospital. No. They have like the best graphics to the company that like did the graphics for this. But it was just hilarious. So it's like DIYs and I am not good at DIYs. So I actually, I rent and I had, I really redid this apartment with DIYs that I paid other people to do okay. and like professionals who did not do things perfectly. But the point is DIY is really hard. And what I really like about Bouquet Box is that you actually make it really easy. And you have really good specific directions. And that's the thing. It's like people want to make something pretty. People want to feel accomplished. But people also don't want to feel like overwhelmed or yeah. that they're going to waste their money or waste their time. And that's what I love about it is it's so specific and anyone can do it. Exactly. You, you nailed it. So when I initially came up with Bouquet Box, um, I had purchased Blue Apron, the meal mm -hmm. delivery them. And so, like I said, I was working so much with flowers. That was my main focus. And 
um, I felt like my path was leading me somewhere in the floral industry, but just didn't know where exactly. And um, so I, I tried Blue Apron and I'm, I'm a decent cook, but not like, I'm not, I don't know how to make a Thai dish. That's for sure. And I ended up making this spectacular Thai dish. And my husband was like, you made this seriously. You didn't order this. I'm like, no, it was so cool. The directions were idiot proof. It came with every single ingredient, the specific amount, like, unless you can't read, um, it it was Mm -hmm. foolproof completely. And it just hit me. I'm going to do the exact same thing, but I'm going to do it with flowers. And because most, a a lot of people, unless someone really has a creative bone, um, and that they can just go to the store and grab flowers and, and they just inherently know, kind of can get the feel of how to arrange them. And a lot of like people are gifted yeah. like that. But I think the majority of, of people that I've spoken to in my experience has been, you go to the store, you buy whatever you're going to buy, you trim it and you just pop it in a bus, which is still beautiful. Um, but that's kind of the extent of, of, where the arranging goes to. And so I thought, okay, I I really wanted Mark's garden who I had, you know, met years ago. Yeah. I mean, they're the best in my opinion in the world. Um, but absolutely in the country. Sorry, one sec. Let me just make sure it's always like this at my house, Amanda. It's no, no, no. It's totally my dog was barking before and I had to text my husband like, I hope you're coming home. He was actually coming home with jewelry for me. And I'm like, can you please hurry home? It's the dog will not stop barking. He's like, come on, I'm bringing you jewelry. Simmer down. I know. Um, So yeah, so I thought, okay, this is this is Blue Apron was so cool. So I want to do this with flowers. So how do I do that? So I know that people love my how to's. And I know that people love learning because I've been doing this for a while, that they've been learning um, all my tips and tricks and that they really are loving what I'm showing them and and applying it to flowers they're buying at the grocery Mm -hmm. store, basically. So I thought, okay, let me reach out to, I'm going to go sit down with Mark at Mark's Garden. I was scared out of my mind because... For me, I'm his super fan. You know, I'm so obsessed with flowers. <laughs> he did my wedding. He like every single event that I've had, unless I've been doing them myself, right? I I only use them. I only use them to deliver flowers to friends and family. Like I'm like a crazy obsessed fan for them. So I go, Mark, can I come in? I want to sit down and talk to you. And you know, they do the Golden Globes and the Oscars and every celebrity's wedding and baby shower and birthday party. So for me, it's, it was like really scary going down to pitch him this idea. So sat down, pitched it to him, said, look at, I, you know, I think we can make what you do here attainable throughout the U S and then, you know, so on and so on as we expand. And I think there's a real market for it. Um, because there's there's only one Mark's Garden, and they don't deliver outside of 
Los Angeles, unless you're really, you know, having them do your wedding, like yeah. Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber did in North Carolina or South or North, but so they flew the whole team out. Right. But, but most people can never do that. So I sat down with him, said, look at, let's bring Mark's garden and with my how-to knowledge and your floral design, let's combine the two and let's, let's have everyone at an affordable price be able to have your gorgeous arrangements at their home and have fun doing it themselves. So Perfect. I'm like sitting on my hands and he goes, I love it. Let's do it. And I, and I remember driving away from his studio, like crying in the car. I was just so excited. And I, and I thought, okay, oh. I know because it was just all of a sudden everything came together. All these years of doing all these, you know, before and afters and the steps and blogging and, you know, it's like a lot of work and it was fun, oh, yeah. but like, you know, there was times where I'm going, where is this really going? Cause like, it's fun, but, but this is more of a hobby. If we're being completely honest, like this is not, yeah, there's some things like in different influencing campaigns, like with Home Depot and things I would do that did generate yeah. money. And the radio show, but it, it really wasn't the amount of time I was putting in. Like it was more of a hobby, right? Unless you're really making money, it's like not a business. So it, it's hard to have a product line and to launch a product line. I mean, that's really where like the money is. And if you can do it in a big way. Exactly. And so it took a couple of years to really develop bouquet box. And, um, one of the big reasons was because their aesthetic and their quality is the best. And so I knew I couldn't, and they've never collaborated with anyone before at Mark's garden, never. And so I knew to do this and to do it right. And where they're happy and, you know, as much respect as I have for them, like these flowers have to be on point. They have to be yeah. can't just be roses. They have to be Ecuadorian roses. Like everything has to be fresh from the farm. They have to last a long time. And, and, um, and one thing, just like a side note that I thought was, I found very interesting as I dove into not just arranging flowers on my own for my editorials, but actually diving into the flower industry was when you go to a grocery store, those flowers are at about day 12 to 14, 15 of their life since they've been cut. So, because it takes time to, you got to get them from a majority, unless they're tulips or peonies. But if we're talking like roses, just for yeah. example, they're mainly all from South America. There's some in Israel and Africa, um, but the majority is South America. So by the time they, they come through Miami and then they have to be, then they sit in customs, then they have to be trucked to different distribution warehouses. And then from there, they're trucked to the grocery stores. So it takes time, right? To, to get them from the farm to Ralph's, for yeah. example. So I, I had no idea. I, I always, I just had never thought about it. You know, they looked pretty and they seemed really fresh. Um, but so for bouquet box, what's really neat is we cut everything to order. So because we right now have two deliveries per month, 
we give our farms, okay, here's the number. Let's say it's, okay, we have a thousand units, you know, mm -hmm. for the first delivery in June. So then they go and cut those just for us. And they send them overnight to Miami. And it's uh, FedEx has a special floral program where it's all cold chain. So the plane's refrigerated, all the trucking. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like a whole, the whole wild process. So they get cut. They come in overnight to Miami. The next day, our orders are fulfilled. So all of the bouquet boxes, see, there's my dogs. All the bouquet boxes are filled. And, and then they go out overnight to our customer. So really, our customers are receiving them three to four days after they've been cut versus adding on an extra 10 days by the time they get wow. to the grocery store. So it's, it's really neat because the quality is better, but the lifespan is a lot longer too. Just a fun side note because it makes me really proud. Well, and you like share tips about how to, I remember like with the hydrangeas, you were like, what was it? It was like dip them in water for what was yeah. it like 30 seconds? Yeah. For, well, no, not th It's like about, I do it for about 10 minutes, but, um, you, I was going to say, actually, no, it's okay. No, it's okay. But you actually, oh. yes, you dunk the whole head, yeah. which seems so odd to do. Um, but they do come back for the most part, they come back to life. And, um, you know, they're a little trick. They're, they're tricky flowers. They're really delicate. I, we're not going to use as many in our collection next year just because they're so pretty, but I'd rather for me and like, I know every trick with flowers, but just go, okay, I did it. I'm going to change the water every couple of days. Um, but not have to futz with like, let me take this out and dunk it. And it's like not a big deal. And they do come back to life, but also, they're just a little temperamental, but you live in, you know, it's our first collection. You kind of figure out, all right, this, this, this month's design worked really well. And this one, you know, some like roses always last the longest, but some varieties, like they start going a little sooner and, and, but only one way to figure it out. Right. And mm -hmm. this collection is the bomb, but the 22 collection is I'm so excited because we're doing two designs per month. So we have the more traditional like we do now that's 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 just a little more classic. And then we're doing a more fashion forward um, collection too. So like a lot of the, well, actually each arrangement's inspired by a look from a catwalk. So it's really oh, neat. That's so like, such a good idea. That's cool. Like one, I think it's March. It's all Gucci. And because Mark started, just did the Gucci campaign with um, Elle Fanning and said, like, it's inspired by that. It's really cool. I mean, not just pretty and beautiful. It's, like, got a real cool factor to it. And and our next collection, we're pulling from farms all around the world. So we'll have tulips from Holland and peonies from Oregon, where this collection, we focus on South American flowers. So... Next, I'm really, we're, we're ironing it out now. It's going to be beautiful. And then we're actually expanding into bridal and weddings. So we're going to have packages where you can, you can oh, do wow. the K-box for your whole wedding. Well, and a lot of people are doing, are doing like wedding DIY things, especially with COVID. Like you hear of people that used to have, like, I was going to have 150 or 200 people. And yeah. now we're going to have 40 50. people yeah. in a backyard. Yeah, Exactly. And it's like at that point, you know, 
it, it's something that's it's really interesting to me because you know being able to look at depending on where you are in the country like there are limitations to what florists are available to you you know and so even if you're going to the best one in if you're in a smaller town it's like yeah. there's not so many options so i think bouquet box doing it where you can have different packages let's say it's like for 10 tables or for four tables and then there's you know, smaller votives for on top of your bar or by the guest book. And so we'll have cool packages we put together. But imagine you're on a budget, you love our style and our aesthetic, and you think that would be great for your wedding. So you get together with your bridesmaids the day before, have some champagne, and you put the arrangements together. And and you're paying a fraction of what you would spend at a florist. I mean, even in a rural town, it would be a fraction Mm -hmm. of of what a florist would charge. So we're going to be doing weddings, bridal bouquets, like actually make your own bouquet. And, um, and then we're also going to be getting into, um, well, so, and there'll be bridal showers as well with bridal, um, which would be so fun. Like it's great if you just want to have it all done. Right. So your shower looks gorgeous with all these flowers, or it's a fun activity to do with everyone at the shower. And then we're going to do baby showers too, which will be really fun and gender reveal because how cool, if, especially if you're not with everyone and because of the pandemic that you send, let's say you send you know, your 10 closest friends and family members, bouquet box, and then you all get on Zoom and you have your little bottle of champagne. Well, not the pregnant uh, mom, <laughs> but everyone else. And it comes lemonade. in your bouquet box. You lemonade. And, and it's one, two, three, and everyone opens their bouquet boxes at the same time and it's all pink flowers and, you know, oh, pink ribbon. Yeah. So there's just a lot of different areas that we're really excited to to like just these different opportunities to embark on that's going to be fun for next year so we're hard at work on that now no that sounds like such it's better than a plane or like you hear about these like gender reveals of like just weird things going wrong like I the mean, fire in los angeles do you i know <laughs> oh i know i know it's like well this is listen it's safe it is the safest gender reveal so you can safe. Yeah. Like, like, you should market it. I'm kidding. Like these, these poor, you know, it's so fun. It's so exciting. And then some of these celebrities that have, you know, when the balloon stuff was happening, like, how dare you? You're ruining the ozone layer. And like, no one can say anything about this. It's flowers. I know. No, you could even do it too. Instead of like stupid activities at a baby shower that are just like awful, you could get a bunch of bouquet boxes and then everyone makes one and then they bring it home. Exactly. How fun. Right. I would rather do that than like pin the, what is it? The tail on the diaper. Like, I I don't know. I didn't do any of that at mine. Like I was like X nay on the games for my baby shower. No, thank you. Um, But, or like guessing the size of the tummy, which is cute, but um, so yeah, but it's like, what if, what if one of your best friends is like, oh, like eighty inches? What you know? Like, <laughs> screw you! You know, you already feel like, yeah, heavy enough at that point. So yeah, it would be a really fun activity for a baby shower. So I'll uh, keep you up to date as we 
as we keep embarking down that road. No, that's such a smart idea. And then, so what I really liked about it too was like the grid and the lucite vase, which I just think that these lower, I don't want to say they're lower probe, but just like shorter stemmed arrangements are kind of the newish thing. They're kind of the new thing. Instead of like being in like a high vase at home, I feel like that's so over, like a shorter vase, shorter stems. It yeah. really, the flowers look gorgeous. Why did you well, decide to do that? How did you come up with that idea? It's a really great question. So um, f- I love to entertain. And every time I'm entertaining, the, the and I've learned the hard way, it took multiple times to learn this. And like, hello, mm-hmm. why can't you get it, Courtney? Um, was I would do these tall, like, I'm not saying crazy tall, but taller, yeah, really pretty arrangements. No one can see each other. Oh, yeah. You're talking through flowers. So then I learned, okay, you know, depending on the occasion, but look, if, 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 if it has to do with dining at all, low oh. is good. Yeah, low is um, always better. So, so that was one of the reasons. And, like, I'd say most people are using bouquet box on their kitchen tables, you know, or mm-hmm. in their kitchen or, like, in their, you know, foyer when you, like – I just like, and aesthetically, I like the look of lower because it makes the arrangement, it's it's a bit more compact, but it looks so much fuller, right, than just oh, having yeah. long stems. Um, also, it's really how Mark designs, right? It's this more gardeny feel. He's done, I mean, I've had every kind of arrangement from him, and unless it's like a really big massive one, you know, that Nikki will get me for like an anniversary mm-hmm. or something. Generally they're, they're lower or the type that I like. So, um, and like, it, okay, here's a good example. So I said, Mark does the golden globes every year for like 30 years. They've been doing them. They're always low. If, so you, if you notice next time, or yeah. if you go back and watch any, because everyone needs to see each other. And so, I love those type of arrangements he does. And um, so so I definitely wanted to go in that direction uh, for those reasons. And then initially, as I was developing Bouquet Box, so florists use most, everyone has their own techniques, but but the, the most obvious one is they use floral tape, right? So mm-hmm. they'll take their vase, whatever it could be, a cylinder or a rectangle, doesn't matter. And they basically make their own grid, right? With, here we go again. Hold on. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. That's why I was thinking outside, but then the lawnmower is, okay. So, (laughs) florists will build their own grid. So it's basically you make lines vertically and then horizontally. And it gives you, I I like to call it like a roadmap, kind of. Um, but so when you're putting flowers in, like, let's say it's a long tri- uh, rectangular vase. If you just wanted to put a flower in without any floral tape, it's just going to fall off to the side. There's, there's no structure to hold anything up, if that makes sense. Yeah. So florists use grids to give them basically little boxes to put all the flowers into. And it holds everything in place exactly where you see it going. Um, normally there's more squares than our 
grid, but I wanted to kind of simplify the process. There's normally like 16 to 20 and they're wow. smaller, but florists are not used to bouquet box. So that's how the grid evolved from, from that technique, right? But I wanted to, like I said, simplify it. So what I did was developed a lid, you've used it, yeah. that pops on, fits the our vase perfectly, and it, it's reusable. It's um, just it on. Thank you. And so we made this grid, but it's out of plastic. Um, and there's nine boxes rather than 20 or something that a florist would use just to make it easier. And then with our instruction card that comes with the flowers, it's just very specific. It's cut your hydrangeas to seven inches and your there's a toolkit that comes with the vase. You have your floral shears and your ruler. So you cut them to seven inches. Okay, now place your hydrangeas in box one, three, and six. Okay. And there's a diagram on the menu card. So you can't, it's like foolproof, you know, okay, well, it's paint by numbers for flowers. And then you move on to Okay, take your lavender roses and trim them to nine inches. Okay, box two, three and box five, and so on. And so if you do follow the instructions, it turns out every time exactly like the picture. Not to say that some people, you know, get creative with it and they want to do different things. And that but looks cool, too. It just doesn't look exactly like yeah it can even be like a starting point for someone who's super creative or for someone to develop that part of their creativity whereas like you know you get a few bouquet boxes then like you know you're on your fourth or fifth and you're like you know I want to put the roses here and then this flower there and it's really it's really fun yeah like I did a little video the other day just on our May rose parade arrangement because there was a lot of white hydrangeas and I said, and you know, for people that that this is new working with flowers, like they don't, you know, as some varieties start to reach the end of their lifespan, just pick them out, change the water. And then I went in my backyard and cut a bunch of greenery and popped it all back in. And it looks gorgeous. It just, it's a different look, mm-hmm. but like there's so many ways or like take a skewer, like a barbecue skewer or a chopstick, pop it in an apple, stick an apple in. I mean, there's so many <laughs> different ways that you can take your arrangement. And it's been neat to see besides just, yes, like if people that are ordering our customers and they're so happy with how the finished arrangement turned out and they're posting about it and they're so proud about it and had fun and they feel creative and like the, yeah, it's very important to me that the actual, it's great feeling creative mm-hmm. and putting something together, but if it turns out looking like garbage, yeah. As much fun as you had, you're going to feel like you wasted your money. So that's why we were really, um, the instructions and making the instruction video was really important to me. So if you do take the time to follow it, like you're going to, your products, it's going to turn out perfectly. Um, and you're not going to be disappointed. Like, oh, I couldn't really, um, do this. And like, it was kind of fun, but like the finished arrangement doesn't look like the picture. That was mm-hmm. my worst there. Um, oh shoot. What was I going to say? I could just talk about flowers 
No, all, this is all so day long. <laughs> all day I'll long. You too, your packaging, the box it comes in with the flower print is so pretty because I get a million packages a day from PR. I'm and, like, sure. Out. It was so pretty with like the floral, even the floral shears were like cute. Thanks. And the ruler and all of it. I wanted to know too, are you going to do, because I love the Lucite vase. I'm a big Lucite person. I have like the Lucite ghost chairs and all of that. Oh, cool. Um, and it looks, it looks cool with it. Are you going to be doing different phases or anything like that in the future? I think we absolutely will. Yeah. I think we absolutely will. What I'd love to do, so I'm just putting it out there, just how I mm -hmm. guess I invested my husband and my child. Um, so Lori Stark and her husband, Richard, own Chrome Hearts, and they've mm -hmm. been good friends of my husband's for 30-something years, and I'm, you know, we're all good friends. And so, like, what a dream would be for me is to do, so they have a Chrome Heart collection with Baccarat. So, mm -hmm. like, it'd be so cool to do, it would be, the price point would be different than what we're doing now. Um, Hold on one sec. One sec, babe. Okay. No problem. Everybody got two golden retrievers. So um. no, I I have an English bulldog and a little Chihuahua pug. I get it. Oh gosh, like, yeah, you get it. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so so they have, so Chrome Hearts has a collection with Baccarat. It's stunning. I mean, it's also very expensive. But so I think one day it'd be really, really cool to do a line that Lori helps, you know, Lori, Mark, and, well, Mark's Garden, and myself work together to design a collection, bouquet box, like by Chrome Hearts, you know, Fine. and do... The, their their vases with the crosses in them and like the fleur de lis it'd be so cool so there's lots of different opportunities like that and what I wanted to start out with you know like this sounds stupid maybe but like in and out burger that it's just really simple it's one vase you know just like get it right and now that we've done that like that's why I feel like we can expand into bridal which Maybe it would be a different vase. Maybe it's a glass vase and it's more ornate, you know, for weddings. And so I think absolutely there's, I'd love to do marble vases and, you know, I'd love to do every single kind. But right now I'm trying to keep the price, you know, price point where it's, everyone can, can afford it. It's like attainable to, to as many people as possible. But no, I think we can have different lines down the road. Oh, for sure. And for different purposes. Yeah. And I think that that's such a good idea because I think that so much stuff, it's like we live in this world where like I was watching this like stupid cake video on like Facebook and like they had done this dumb thing with icing and they're using like $20 worth of icing. And I'm like, no one wants to spend $20 worth of icing for I'll like- go buy a cake. Door bought cake. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's true. It was ridiculous. And I'm just like, this is such a waste of food and money. And you just, you want to be considerate of people's budgets and you don't want to like, and let, you know, you don't want to tell people to waste money and really good flowers are not cheap. No, they're not. And so what, what was it, you know, margins in the flower industry are tricky. Flowers are expensive and the shipping and because you, you know, you're dealing with a perishable good. So you have to do overnight shipping. There's no three field that you're getting like three day from FedEx. The flowers will be in crappy condition when they arrive and like whatever the weather is outside. And, you know, so there is a reason why flowers are so expensive. It's not just like that, that some people may think, well, people are, you know, the florists are just marking them. No, it's and they're expensive. It's just an expensive industry. And so we tried to be as mindful of that as we can, because these are our arrangements for this collection would retail at Mark's Garden from about 200 to 250. On oh, wow. Yeah. And, and our price points are 99 if you sign up for a subscription up to one at 19 if you're buying an individual purchase and the welcome box with everything is included which is a $50 value so we're really we tried to bring our margins down like if you look at which I'm not putting any other companies down but if you look at I don't feel like we have necessary like yes the floral industry yes you have every company is a competitor that's selling flowers right and florists are competitors but we're first to market for DIY and what we're doing. So it's like, I feel like it's just like a separate totally thing. Different. It's a totally it, different thing. But if you look at companies like the books, for example, which I happen to think it's a great company and I yeah. use it to deliver to people or I have um, like out of state that I couldn't send Mark's Garden to. Um, but the actual their margins are very different than ours. Like the, the actual stem count that you're getting per bouquet versus ours, very different. So our, like our arrangements on average are about 40 to 55 stems. It's a lot compared to same price point for about 24. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I've gotten the books and all of, all of those. And like, yeah. Not saying anything bad about them. I'm just pointing out like, it's a different one to give our customers a lot of bang for their buck. And I think with everyone spending a lot of time at home, it's also like a fun activity that you can do with kids or that everyone in the family can do. So it's not just like, a gift. It's something that like has meaning that you make that's just like really fun and beautiful and Instagrammable. Does your daughter, I mean, how old is your daughter? I guess like she's too young. So we did, you'll have to, if you go on my Instagram, you'll see Mm -hmm. maybe two weeks ago. So we did a, like for Mother's Day, hey, we're going to put our May Rose Parade arrangement together. (laughs) It was so fun. It was hysterical, but she's a little too young. You know, she's very helpful, like, you know, <laughs> just like pulling all the petals off. And she had a blast. She's a little too young, but I have a lot of um, girlfriends and then customers that they, they're they doing them with their nieces, with their kids, with their moms. Like, 
on Mother's Day, for example, we had so many customers that shared, it was great. I haven't seen my mom, you know, because of COVID. So I sent her a bouquet box and I bought one. And so we Zoomed and we put it together via Zoom. And it, so it's, yes, you, it's fun to do. You end up with this incredible arrangement, but you can do a girl's night in and do, like, it's, it's actually the activity part, I think is more fun than even the finished arrangement that's just like the icing on the cake but really putting it together is fun and it's really neat for people and this gives me it makes me so happy honest it it really does is people who doesn't love flowers everyone loves flowers but yeah for people that don't feel like they're creative at all like I I'm just not a creative person I'm not wired that way to be able to do this fun process and see something so beautiful come out of it. Like there's a real sense of accomplishment, even though it's a flower arrangement, but that's why our customers are posting like crazy. And it's like, there's a sense of pride that comes from, I can't believe I made this. Oh, for sure. And it's just, it's so cool and so unique and something that's so totally different than any, the only other like, place where I've seen flowers that look similar and I actually think yours are nicer is um Eric Butterbaugh or however you pronounce his name yeah yeah he's good too he's good I but I think yours are nicer thanks also I I, that. also there the Mark's Garden lasted longer good but I didn't say it, that they yeah. did a but lot no that makes me happy because that's so um, you know there's and you have customers that you know, most of our customers, knock on wood, have signed up for for monthly deliveries. Um, and a lot of people are, you know, they don't have flowers in their home all the time. I mean, it, it really is a, a luxury. And so if, if you're not used to having flowers like every single month in your house and it's just more special occasions that you get flowers, um, it is so important to feel like they are lasting and it's not just you're enjoying them for a couple yeah. of days and then they're gone. So that was big for us. So I'm glad that you felt like yours lasted. That makes me happy because it was scary as hell when we started, you know? Like, I was also like, really impressed with how they were shipped because they had the little bags of water on the hydrangeas to keep them hydrated. And it wasn't like these were just, everything was very well wrapped like it wasn't just flowers shoved in a box. Thank you. And now we're working on it. I'm really excited. So when you were talking about the welcome box and mm -hmm. all, all, you know, a floral design, I did that all myself on Photoshop, which I oh, wow very proud of myself about that I figured out how to do it. Um, and all the cards and that was my. So mm -hmm. that yellow, the cream with the green and white peony, yeah. right? Which is so pretty we're now the sleeves so all the sleeves that your flowers came in they're just clear mm -hmm. like plastic sleeves but now they're going to be the, the same floral um as the welcome box that's so so going to be really pretty I'm very excited it's all the details it's in the details you know no it definitely it definitely and like floral shears like I wouldn't even think to use floral shears I just use like my Is kitchen it? scissors yeah and it makes such a difference. The other day I couldn't find mine. Um, 
and because we we're, we're in we're, we're in between Jackson Hole and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And so I've got just bouquet box stuff everywhere. And I was in a hurry to trim one thing. And I'm like, where are my shears? By the way, I have like 200 pairs here at the house. But like, whatever, I'll just grab the scissors. And I went to cut my hydrangea. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God I included the shears with bouquet box. Because mm-hmm. I haven't cut a flower with scissors in years. And it's weird. It's like a nightmare. Yeah, There's and you so ruin your scissors on top of it. So then when you go to cut a piece of paper, it's like a disaster. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, no, I totally know. This has been so much fun. I just, fun. before we go, do you just have like a quick tip? Like, what is the best way to preserve flowers? Like, what are some quick, like, floral tips that you have? Like, yeah, floral I, hacks, rather. Floral hacks. My Well, my favorite one of all time is flexing your rose. So when, and I have like a million videos basically on every one of my social media channels, cause I do it all the time. And I learned it from Mark's garden. So it's where you take a, a rose, you start on the outside and you gently peel the petals backwards while you mm-hmm. rotate it. It sounds hard to do. It's not, it's very, very easy. And so what it does is it doubles the size. You saw it when we, yeah, did, it doubles the size of your rose and it makes so it it your arrangement is a lot bigger the more roses you do that with um and it makes them look like you just cut them off like like you live in an english garden and you just went outside and mm-hmm. cut them so so that's my favorites um the other is i love adding fun like for my wedding for example mm-hmm. we did, and it sounds crazy but it was i'll, I'll send you a picture um just so you could see. It was so pretty because it was like a Marie Antoinette meets Alexander McQueen um, vibe. And it was the, the Greystone Estate in Beverly Hills. And Oh, that's so gorgeous. It was I so pretty. A million years ago. It was ago. so pretty. And I wanted it just to feel deck everything to feel decadent, right? And um, so with our flower arrangements, they Mark's added in artichokes. Ooh. Um, purple grapes, Arkansas apples, things that you would never just the 99.9% of people, including myself, would never think, let me put artichoke in this arrangement. That would Mm -hmm. look great. So I think there's so many different fruits and fun things that it's like, it sounds crazy, but actually it's really, you just grab a chopstick and pop something on it and add it into your arrangements. And you can do the same thing like over the holidays, let's say with pomegranates or even a Christmas ornament, just put it on a chopstick and add it in and it just dresses it up. Um, So that's one of my favorite things to do. And then, I mean, the easiest thing is really just changing the water every two days. I mean, that's like a lot of people forget, but just dumping it out and putting fresh water in. And that makes your flowers so happy because they're they're still drinking, you know, and it gets mucky. So oh yeah, oh no, there's nothing like stinky flower water. Like it's so I'm just like oh, I should have done this sooner. Yeah, exactly. It's like you get on top of it right away, just every couple of days. Oh my gosh. Okay, so where can people find you? People can find me at uh, so you can find out find bouquet box at. Sorry, it beeped again. So you can it's find okay. me at okay, cool at 
bouquetbox.com. Um, at bouquetbox on Instagram is uh, the company's handle. Mine is at how to girl. So it's H O W, how the number two girl. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then like same thing on Facebook, which is bouquetbox and Courtney Six, how to girl. 